Episode 133 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike and I am here with Grizz uh, with this uh, pending, well, incoming, ongoing snowstorm so in the midst of it here right in now. New York. Yeah, it uh, it's quite some time right now here. The entire storm system just squeaked right below Buffalo. We got lucky this time. Yeah, for once, right? Yeah, for yeah, once. Yeah, for once. <laughs> I kept seeing on the news, like, ah, oh, you might get, like, six to ten inches. And then it, like, snowed six to ten inches in, like, fucking three hours. It was like, oh. <laughs> you got okay. that much already? <laughs> Dude, we got a lot of snow already. Yeah. This, like, the drifts in some places are, like, you know, five, six feet high. No shit, it's huge. man. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's super windy. It's pretty crazy up here right now. You out there shoveling all day? Down here? Oh, dude. Terrible. <laughs> My back. Yeah. I need a I need a damn backyotomy now. <laughs> Doctor says I need a backyotomy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can we do can we do that on here? Uh, that's a horror movie, right? Let's just say that it is oh, so that we can cover man. it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They're making another one of those, right? Are they really? Yeah, I think they're making a sequel. Like there's like a like a new one coming out. And but all like the people are gonna be back in it, I think. Some things should just be left alone let it die well, it, it, it's sometimes iconic. the re well it's not even a remake it's just like a fucking sequel and it's got all the original people I right, mean, so come th- on. Here's maybe an it's gonna be good. like something similar well, are you a fan of super troopers of course who's not right wouldn't do that especially yeah. our age group the original yeah. came out when we were in high school that's uh that was prime that age was a big super deal troopers. everybody loved that movie yeah yeah so it took a long time for the sequel when it finally came out a few years ago I fucking uh-huh. loved it. Yeah, you liked it, see? So it's so maybe it's going to be good. Sometimes the sequels turn out to be pretty good, man. As long as nobody's remaking it already. That's uh-huh. the only thing I could do without. So speaking of remaking it, I was checking out some of these like 2021 movies. I'm just interested in like what's actually going to be coming out for horror. It's, I feel like it's been so long since I've even looked into it. So I type in like horror movies 2021 on Google. And like the first things that come up are all old movies that are now coming out again. Apparently, first thing I like see is is, is is obviously everyone's talking about Candyman. So I watched yeah. the trailer. It looks pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that one. I gotta say, I love the franchise. I think it's really cool, and I think they're probably gonna do a good job on this one. I mean, I, I would hope so. I was stoked it, to see it, Tony Todd. 
You can't have a Candyman movie without Tony Todd. That's like just not, not a thing. It's where they went wrong with the the Nightmare remake is that they didn't get Robert England to play Freddy. If if they would have done it, it, it probably would have worked a lot better. That remake shouldn't even have happened. Oh, it wasn't necessary. Fucking atrocity, dude. I would have rather have seen a terrible new entry in the franchise. Not even a remake. Just like a Robert England, like, I terrible fucking agree. piece of shit entry. I would have rather seen that. Because, you know, there was still value in the in the franchise. There was Freddy versus Jason, and that was good. What was it? The, right? Like, and, like, it would be, like, the Jason X of, like, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, basically. Yeah. I'd they never got that. Still. They never got that. They only had fucking Wes Craven's new nightmare, and that was like entertaining at least. Yeah, wh- right. That f- wasn't like. Why the fuck didn't Freddy Krueger go to space? Like that's the one frontier he doesn't ever Man. like, you know, take over and destroy. I would yeah, love that. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. St- there's nothing to stop him from doing that. Dude, Leprechaun went to fucking space for Christ's sake. Yo, sakes. for real. He's like a fucking intergalactic being, Leprechaun. I like how they like retcon that into the, <laughs> you know, the they, lore. They made, it, they made it work. You know, the first Leprechaun movie is like legitimately, I feel like a creepy movie. I, I feel it. like people should go back and watch that. It's actually got like a really high rewatch value. Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. I yeah. She killed and, in that movie. And, like, I remember as a kid seeing, like, the coming attractions for that shit, and it used to scare the fuck out of me. That was... So, that like... Was, uh, that, was a, that was a terrifying experience. So, I guess a, a mark of my of my age and the, of the point where I start to feel old is when I see movies that came out when I was in, like, high school being remade that's like a mind-blowing oh man thing for me right now and, and it's happening in 2021 with one of my favorite movies from high school wrong turn have you seen the trailers for this no is it like a big budget remake or is it yeah it's it's gonna be it's like the, it's one of the top releases of, of 2021 horror movies and they it looks like they went all out in it Wow. So original who's, who's doing it? Original writer. I don't think it's original director. I think it's like a but it's like uh, I can't remember the dude's name. But when I watched the trailer, it was like, oh, from a critically acclaimed so and so, but it's somebody that I've never heard of, so how fucking acclaimed could he be? Uh, I'm actually looking oh, it says uh, this wrong turn twenty twenty one is from director Mike P. Nelson. I'm not familiar with him. I don't know. Yeah. So maybe I, like I maybe he's done something that we know. I don't know. He's not that acclaimed, but in my opinion. Now, is it actually going to be a remake, or is it going to just be like a reboot? So this is what I had a hard time figuring out based on the trailer. It definitely has the, you know, Appalachian, you know, backwoods type of people aspect going on, but I don't recognize any of, like, the scenes as far as being, like, Oh, here's the dude, you know, in his car going off by himself and getting in like the booby trap accident and running into the other people who are on this like, you know, weird back road and shit. None of that's actually happening from what I could tell. It's more focusing on like these people of uh, Appalachia are, you know, going to be the new beginning of America or some shit. I don't know. It it seemed very left turn. I don't know. Do the trailer (sighs) is very convoluted. I was a little disappointed, to be honest. Took a wrong turn. Really? Oh, that's the worst. I would actually be really excited if they were going to, like, let's make wrong turn again, but make it even more badass than we did in in 2004. I agree. 
I, I do like that one. I feel like the series did veer off, obviously, like as it went on. Like but all those, they all do. Unless it's, unless it's, uh, what's it called? Uh, the Victor Crowley one. Oh, the... the Hatchet. Yeah, Hatchet. I feel like all those, those you can watch all those movies. All those movies are watchable. Every Dude, single one. Such Dude, a good Hatchet, job. Hatchet, the fucking speaking of which, in the original Wrong Turn, the best kill is when that dude takes that giant axe in the tree and, like, cuts the chick's head off, but, like, at the mouth and leaves, oh. like, the body, like, the body falls down from the tree and, like, from, like, the teeth up is just sitting on the axe on the top of the tree. It is the coolest decapitation in a movie, in my opinion. I love it. Dude, a, dude, a horizontal, like, decapitation like that, like, not at the neck, but, like, um, oh, man, that's just brutal. It, it, brutal, it's, man. It's always the neck. It's, like, the go-to spot, yeah. but it's, like, yeah. you got to go through a lot more serious bone-crushing action to get somebody through the middle of their head, man. Dude. Absurd or Monster Hunter, whichever version you watch, dude gets the fucking bandsaw right through his fucking head. That's a good one too. We've talked about that like a few times, and like that's probably like one of our favorite decapitation scenes like together that we continually bring up. Brutal, is, brutal is, is absurd. That brutal. is the best. I agree. That thing rules. Every, everybody has to watch that too, please. And I think we did a go check out our episode on that. <laughs> it's probably good. I yeah. haven't listened to it in a while. <laughs> Go back to our own catalog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know what, man? I hope the movie turns out to be good because it always sucks to get excited about like, oh, they're they're finally doing this. They're doing something that I like. And then you see it and you're like, shit, that was a fucking... I just ate a shit sandwich, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel this new uh, Halloween Kills is probably going to be, too. But I'm not, a, I'm not a big Halloween guy, so I don't know. Is that going to be 2021 released That's, now? They're pushing it back, pushing it back. But supposedly, uh, it's going to be 2021 for Halloween Kills. I don't know. Halloween? What do you think of that name? Terrible name. Terrible name. Corny as fuck, dude. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Supposedly, uh, October 15th of 2021 now that i like i like the uh, mid-october release yeah yeah that's cool they're trying to get like the first you know the first weekend box office number out of that right if you're doing a big horror movie like that release it at shit in the fall do yourself a favor that's where you're going to make the most money and release it on demand because people will fucking rent it, especially in October. That's the future, you think, right? On demand yeah. releases yeah. at this point, especially. Yeah. I would pay a premium to see things in movie theaters, and but like I would still pay to see things like day of. Yeah, I, you know, I, that's a that's a good call. Home. Like, you know, have it have it be available in theaters still for a little bit more for that experience. But then again, it's like, how long can that industry survive on, you know, the random person being like, I want to have that theater experience compared to being like, I want to, you know, kick back in my PJs with a beer and watch this movie at home. It's a tough call. Well, I think in 2021, the average consumer can go get a fucking pretty nice sound bar and surround sound system at their house. Uh, The average, like... You know, I guess like middle class person or whatever would have a pretty decent size like TV in their living room. Oh, yeah. And like, would you rather go fucking to the movie theater and possibly get, you know, have a fucking bad experience, you know, for whatever reason? 
or would you watch it at home? You know, under a thousand dollars, you're getting a nice setup nowadays. Full big yeah. screen, the full surround sound. So, I, I, I me mean personally, but I, I'm a little bit of an introvert. I would rather be at home. I actually like going to the movie theaters. I like going to the showings of like older movies. I think that's fucking great. But I do enjoy still going to the movie theater. I would have to say I'm t- I'm like I'm in the middle. I like both. That, you some know things what? I feel like I don't have to go to the theater to see, and some like Godzilla versus Kong or whatever. Like I would love to see that in the theater. The, you know what I mean? The things I go see the most in theater now are are things that I couldn't see when I was a kid, or things that I I didn't see when I was a kid. I, I rarely oh, like see Spawn? new movies. What's that? <laughs> like Spawn? Oh, dude. <laughs> That's a great fucking movie. People shit I, on that. I love that movie. I saw Spawn in theaters. Really? As a kid? That's, my, dude, that's my, great. Dude, my grandfather took me to see Spawn. Didn't they have fucking McDonald's toys that were Spawn? Or Maybe, am I, I like... Don't I, I, I had the I'm, I don't up, know. But I had the regular ones. I had the regular McFarlane ones. Oh, those ones are sweet, dude. Those are super yeah. badass. But I used to like, love that shit as a kid because they were cheap and they were big. Like oh, all yeah, of them were huge. huge, so like it was so much like, oh shit, look bigger at this bag for your buck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you were just saying though, like, I, it's definitely more of like I want to go see retro movies in theaters. I like yeah. that experience more than going to see new movies. It's, it's yeah, that's where I get the nostalgia feel from going to the theaters. Like I saw the original Evil Dead in an old theater here in Buffalo called North Park Theater. That's like. The original setup from like the uh, the 70s when they, or the 60s or whatever it was like you know first in production, yeah. one giant screen, one giant theater, and it's fucking awesome. That's like the best theater experience to me. Well, that's also like uh, going to Mahonic. Yeah, like I, agreed, I, yeah, I saw Night of the Living Dead there. Like, was it open in 1968? I think so, right? Probably. That's, that's been there since the 50s. Yeah. So it probably played there on its first run. I didn't even you know think what of I that. Mean? That's true, too. A lot of those things probably did play in those kind of theaters. A Pennsylvania, it's a Pennsylvania drive-in. It's definitely, it would have definitely been like in the reach of that. You know what I mean? If they were playing it in New York City, they were going to play it there. It's not like it's a totally rebuilt drive-in either. It's got like, you know, the original shit going on. So you, when you go there and you watch yeah. a movie, you feel like you're going back in time and, and watching these movies in like when they came out in the 80s, watching Return of the Living Dead and shit like that. It's such a cool experience. Yeah, like especially like going into the fucking snack stand and the way that it's set up. It looks like you're fucking like your middle school cafeteria you know what i mean oh, like you it's... can look you can look in and see like the, the original fucking projector that has been there since the 50s and like seeing how big that thing is and how cool the whole operation is that place is like a a, a time capsule of movie nostalgia it's such a cool place to go and also vhs fest is there correct Catch us at VHS Fest, maybe next year. Yeah. <laughs> or bust. We'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So this week we are doing a very, 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 very important movie in the Godzilla franchise. Right? We are doing Godzilla 1985. The Americanized remake, remaster, re-edit of The Return of Godzilla, which came out a year before in Japan. 
So, Grizz, the Godzilla franchise, man. This is this is a big deal, right? I mean, this is honestly, I Godzilla is a pop figure icon. He's like the Michael Jackson of the monster world. He's <laughs> he's been fucking everywhere. You know what I'm saying? And it is such a big deal because the fan base for Godzilla is so extreme. It's I, I didn't even realize until getting into like some of the research for this week. I've always been a Godzilla fan, but I mean, there are Godzilla fans like Star Wars oh, level obsession. Yeah. So I had no idea about that. Well, there's tons of movies and they span such a large period of time. They all have such like weird individual characteristics. Right. And. There's so many different options when it comes to the Godzilla franchise. Yeah, like, for everybody. if you watch, yeah, you watch the original one and it's like a really serious movie about like a serious subject. And you watch like the ones from the 70s and you're like, oh, it's kind of fucking goofies, like doing uh, tail slides. And what's the other thing that he does? Oh, dude. So. <laughs> Godzilla does like this uh, he like curls up into a ball and uses his atomic breath to like make himself fly and like uses the breath as like a, a like a rocket fucking engine out of his mouth oh to fly God. into space see that's like okay so that's like what they would call the Showa era from like the 60s and 70s and it, it kind of like came to a point where it killed Godzilla in a sense because he had gotten so goofy and everything was so dumbed down that people weren't paying to see him anymore. It, it, yeah. It was no longer, it was a kid's show and shit like that. So this is where we become the return of Godzilla in 1984, which was supposed to be the rebirth of the badass Godzilla. Yeah. Not Godzilla's this not kid's our toy kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And I feel like they successfully did that. And of course they did the same thing. Uh, you know, that they did back in 1956 and they took that return of Godzilla, added the Steve Martin character and re-released it in America as Godzilla 1985. Uh, why were they so compelled to do the same exact fucking thing on this? Yeah. And it's weird too, because it wasn't like the, uh, the original Godzilla, the Americanized version was a huge success or anything. It was... I mean, it did well, but it wasn't like, this is groundbreaking shit. And the original Godzilla creator fucking hated it. But it was like the worst thing ever to possibly do to his movie. And I, yeah. I, I guess just they thought that it, they had to do that because Americans are dumb and they don't, they're not going to get into a, a fucking Japanese movie. I think it's more of like a, a commentary on, uh, on, on what Hollywood was thinking of people at the time. Because... I guess the foreign film market isn't what it is now where people are open to watching things like Parasite becoming like this huge movie and shit like that. It didn't happen back then. Godzilla was widely distributed, right? Like you could find that shit anywhere. That was like in your supermarket. You could buy a Godzilla tape, right? Yeah, dude, it really was. And that's why I think like that's probably where our like, you know, people like us grew a love for it because as a kid, you see Godzilla at the supermarket. How are you not gonna buy that tape? You're you're definitely gonna buy that shit. Any little you know little dude who's into you know lizards and anything you know cool and creepy. You're into horror movies as a kid. You're gonna check out a Godzilla tape. 
Yeah, and even when I was a kid, I remember I think Channel 11 used to maybe have, I think it was Channel 11, had like uh, Godzilla marathons where they would play all those fucking Godzilla movies. You know what I mean? And it was, and that's where I definitely really saw like a lot of them and all the different like goofy ass monsters that they had in those. And I feel like with this Godzilla 1985, it's kind of like a rebirth where you see all these monsters again, but they're fucking serious now. It's not a joke. You know what I mean? They're not hugging each other in this like obvious set like of <laughs> monster you know, hills and mountains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not fucking goofy anymore. It's actually like a serious thing. Yeah, and that's and what And I really Go, 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 go. Yeah, and that's what this movie did in, in 85 or 84 depending on which release you're talking about. Is it it's it kicked off what they would call the high sci era. So it's moving past the Showa era and now this movie is the, the rebirth of, you know, Godzilla. And like Mike just said, you're going to get these classic monsters from the Showa era, but now you're going to see them in a much more serious light. You're going to get movies that have Godzilla on screen way more than he ever was in the Showa era stuff. He becomes front and center in the high side stuff. And, and for a long time, I mean, I do love the Showa era stuff, especially Jet Jaguar. I don't know if you're familiar with that shit, dude. Jet Jaguar? Oh, my God, dude. Dude, Jet Jaguar (laughs) with fucking King Ghidorah. That's probably one of the best things ever because Godzilla does the fucking flying tail drop kick, and it's straight out of WWF. It's fucking awesome. It's the best thing ever. Oh, my God. But, you know, I've been watching this new high side, or not the new now, but I've been watching the high side stuff. That shit rocks, man. It is so good, especially the follow-up to this, the Biolante. That's got to be one of the best Godzilla movies ever. Dude, that's my favorite one. Hell that yeah. That fucking, that like final form of Biolante looks fucking awesome. He's such he a fucks cool Godzilla monster. up too. Yeah, he does. Dude, I, so cool. It, it's also really cool when they show like the whole, like the whole scene where you see where they're actually fighting and everything in that. It's so like just dark that, and yeah the gloomy set is it's really great the miniatures they did for that too are, are, are fucking awesome probably like i said probably the best in my opinion godzilla movie there's like a deleted scene that they didn't put in the movie where like after one of their encounters like godzilla's leaving and you see like all these like fucking flowers everywhere like it's super colorful and like i wonder why they took it out of the movie because it would have been like really really a good shot but then like if you think about it it's like the whole movie is pretty fucking dark so then you know they kind of I mean? end like, on this like light note of like yeah well this would have been like mid movie this oh, wouldn't really? even, yeah, been, like, been even yeah, more yeah, confusing yeah. to be like yeah. godzilla just strolling through some daisies in the middle of all this chaos yeah i kind of yeah, like a good that, one you get you get space godzilla oh you get fucking mecha godzilla dude fucking you get cool King Ghidorah again it's space godzilla Sick. It's Space Godzilla is one of the best things where he's he's making like that fucking like city of courts. <laughs> he comes out looking like a goddamn Legion of Doom member with these fucking huge crystal shoulder pads, man. Yeah, I yeah. love Shoot Space shit. Godzilla. Damn. Yeah, that was that was definitely a good one. Destroy is a fucking good one, but that's a new character. That's not from the uh, the Showa era. That was something brand new, and they did a really good job with that too, where it evolves throughout the the movie. 
You ever see that one? Is that the is that the one where it's like supposed to be it's like a crab monster looking thing? Oh no, because I'm thinking of the one where it's like supposed to represent uh, like all the uh, the pollution in the world and shit like, like the that. Smog monster. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. It's so fucking weird. I, I really do like all these newer ones though. I think they're they're really well done. It's still a guy in a suit. You it know what I mean? It's still fucking on set. It's still. It's still just fucking great. I really think they do a good job on these. And this one, surprisingly, was made on an estimated budget of $2 million, which I think that's a pretty good job for $2 million, even though it's, you know, 1984 money. But still, it grossed an estimated $4 million. But remember that this was Godzilla 1985, like a cut just for America. Oh, you know so what I mean? it's probably so actually it, a separate, like, gross and everything. For, yeah. That's, I didn't I think about if, that. It's true. I bet you if you look up uh, Return of Godzilla, I bet you it's got a much higher number. No, I'm sure I it bet does. you it's got a much, much higher gross. But did you happen to see the budget for New World Pictures distribution of this? They kind of, for some reason, have, like, the, the numbers out on the internet. They have, like, a breakdown of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... They spent $500,000 to lease the film. Oh, holy shit. They paid $200,000 to film new scenes. So that's all the Steve Martin stuff that they added. You know so how they put them back in the movie? $2.5 million for prints and advertising. Oh. So you have to make prints, obviously. Whoa, but That just jumps the fucking ante up right there. I, I mean, so okay, so they, let me get this right. They spent 3.2 million altogether. So they, yeah, 3.2 million was New World. So does that mean they only made fucking $800,000 on this movie? <laughs> or like they made a million pretty much. So they took a movie that already existed that someone had spent $2 million on, spent yep. another 3.5 3. million. No, 3.2. They spent another 3.2. Holy shit. And then made 4.2. No, 4.12 they made. So they they dude, they didn't really make much yikes. money on this. Yeah, yikes. I'm glad but they continued I have Yeah, thank God I have the VHS tape. <laughs> <laughs> I found it, so <laughs> dollar that's the best dollar grab, buy, baby. That's the best price yeah that's the that's the best price for this shit baby but yeah like i said raymond burr was actually brought back to play steve martin he was in the uh original godzilla king of the monsters from 1956 which this is actually supposed to be a direct sequel to that so i have a really hard time remembering steve martin's name so throughout this episode if you hear me refer to him as fucking perry mason that's who I'm talking about because that's yeah. how I grew up seeing that lovable motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And something that I find funny is that this is the only Godzilla movie where he does not face another monster. You know what I mean? Since I guess the original. Since the original. Right? Yeah. The, yeah. So I think that's why people think this one's kind of boring because it's just Godzilla being Godzilla again. I. I don't know. I don't think you need I, a monster in no, every movie. No, like, see, that's kind of the thing that I, I really enjoyed about this one is that Godzilla is the monster. And it's like, I, I he don't... He is the bad guy. Well, he's not a bad guy. He's he's the threat. Right. 
See, that's what I like about Godzilla is that he's neither uh, the enemy or, you know, your your friend or anything or your ally and anything like that because he's just a force of nature. So I hate the whole aspect of like, all right, he's going to save Japan from the giant flying moth. Like, yeah, yeah, that's cool for like, you know, the gimmicky aspect of it, but it's not Godzilla to me. Like, this is the perfect Godzilla. Yeah. Or it's like, yeah, he'll fucking kill Mothra only because he's like, yo, this is my place. Yeah, and he hates he don't give moths. A fuck. He don't, who doesn't? Yeah, he don't give a fuck about anything else. <laughs> he's just like, fuck this person. Who the hell are you? You know what I mean? King of the fucking he's like, monsters, baby. Earth. Come on. Yeah, this is my earth, bro. This is my earth. <laughs> Speaking of, go go watch Godzilla Earth. That's a good... It's an anime, but it's done really well. It's really cool. Godzilla's fucking gigantic in it. It's fucking... Godzilla Earth, 20 it's called? Yeah, yeah, it's like fucking twenty or forty thousand years in the future. Oh no, shit! I think it's twenty. I think it's twenty thousand years in the future. They go and Godzilla's like fucking massive, like insanely, insanely, insanely big. I like really it. cool. Then as the story progresses, they have King Ghidorah come back as like an interdimensional fucking monster <laughs> that Godzilla has to fight. I love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it's super fucking cool. It's really good. If you could find him, go watch him. It's I have really a hard good. time getting into anime, but I do love me some Godzilla. It's, it feels more like a Godzilla movie right, than it sweet. does like an anime. Yeah, don't worry. I would, I would definitely watch it. <laughs> have you seen Shin Godzilla? I, I have not watched the entire thing. I, I went through and I watched like a bunch of like the making of it and stuff like that just to get an idea. And after watching that, I have to watch that entire movie. That looks awesome. So what do you think of the final form of Godzilla in that movie? I think that's probably the best form of Godzilla they took everything that's really great about classic Godzilla being a guy in a suit and that traditional the traditional look that you expect Godzilla to have. He's not like this iguana looking fucking reptile yeah, yeah, that yeah. they bastardized in like those later American movies and stuff. And even the 2014 one, I don't care for how he looks in that. Uh, but in this one, he looks great because he's this guy in the suit, classic Godzilla look. But then they took this new... Uh, technology of CGI that they've kind of way mastered compared to where it was and added that to the traditional suit to make the ultimate Godzilla. He looks so fucking cool in that movie. And where do you rate this one compared to all the others? Man, this one, this has to be up there. I don't know about you, but I think this is especially that initial, you know, reveal. This is probably one of the coolest Godzilla's. Yeah, I definitely think he looks more menacing in this one compared to all the Showa era ones. Oh, totally. Uh, I, I really do like how they, uh, you know, they always do like the close-ups on his face now, and he like does the look. You know what I yeah. mean? Like he's, it's like a western. <laughs> yeah, the spaghetti western <laughs> snap face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I found it really interesting that they built a Cybot. Godzilla for this movie like it's a giant robot that they were using of course they had two suits you know one for the water one for land and they had this fucking Cybot I'm giant, so like, glad remote controlled did. robot that's so cool man those the and they, they use it for like all these close-up shots of like the snarling lips and like the fucking eyes moving and it's the I think it's probably the it's the first time you see Godzilla like that because all the other shit it's like you know this goofy faced animated guy in a suit kind of doing the facial expressions whereas this it's like yo this motherfucker is 
for real. Like he's actually Godzilla. I can I can feel like this is tangible right now. Yeah. The one thing I do have to say is though, sometimes when you're looking, like Godzilla's <laughs> eyes are looking like in two separate directions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're looking at two Pull different Pull the wire ways. to the left, one's Bob. Look- we gotta yeah, get it yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. One's looking to the left, one's looking to the right sometimes. It's pretty funny if you you'll catch it, you know, a few times in the movie. But it's okay. It makes him a little it's doofy. Okay. It's okay though. Yeah. I love okay. I like my Godzilla doofy. It makes him better in my opinion. They said the thing worked like shit, though, I think. I don't think it was uh, really used much after this, right? Yeah, I mean, that's why it was actually only used for close-ups of the face. They never even used the full... They did a whole body animatronic suit, and they didn't even use it. They just used the head for the close-ups. I think they used it for, like, promo. I think they would bring it places. Oh, that would make sense to show it off and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I did find out that, like, after production of this, this Godzilla suit went missing. To this day, no clue where it's at. Someone has it Tragic. And I think I might be biased because this is the the design of the toy from the 80s that I had. This was, like, the primo Godzilla toy. Dude, this, like, kicked off, like, a resurgence also of, like, Godzilla toys in the 80s. Especially Godzilla knockoff toys. Oh, man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Dude, I had it. I had one. Godzilla knockoff is such that that itself has to be like a multi-billion dollar fucking industry. Just just of knocking course. off Godzilla. Of course. Dude, what? I had a Japanese Godzilla that like this is like back in the 90s I had this, like early 90s. I have no idea how the fuck I got it or where I got it from. But it was like a Japanese Godzilla ripoff that like had smoke coming out of its mouth and it like yeah. walked and roared and I looked and I, and it's actually like if you google it I I forgot exactly what I googled like exactly the search terms but it it came up I was like holy shit how the fuck did I get that as a kid how did that come into my possession <laughs> like just weird you know story I mean? that like, you're like, your, your dad it's like yeah. a gremlin situation that your dad got yeah. it from. Yeah, like where did the, where did this come from? Like Chief John's or something? Like you know what I mean? I don't know, but it's cool. I would buy it again, but it's like two hundred bucks. I was like, God damn, <sighs> dude. I, I, I kick myself looking back at some of those toy costs now, especially these Godzilla toys. Holy yo, shit, are they expensive? Yo, some of them are fucking awesome. Yeah, though. They like are. the new ones. All like the King Ghidorah ones and shit. Like they're really super cool. big and they're super good. Like they're the really articulated and detailed and man, love it. If anybody has any of those and you want to give them to me, <laughs> let me know. Look it up. Let me know. Let me know. Hit me up. So Grizz, why don't we hit the trailer? We'll talk a little bit more about this movie. In 1956. He first appeared on motion picture screens across the country. His impact on audiences was instantaneous and unprecedented. His acting technique was revolutionary. His presence, overwhelming. He possessed more raw talent than any performer of his generation. He soon became an international legend, a giant who took the world by storm. Then, suddenly, at the height of his fame, He retired from motion pictures. Now, he is back. And he's more magnificent, more glamorous, more devastating than ever. Prepare yourself. The greatest star of all has returned. 
Godzilla 1985. Grizz, uh, I think it was my idea to do this movie, so maybe I'll do the synopsis this week, right? Yeah, I like that. Godzilla is back. He's fucking pissed. And he's out there trying to snatch up all your nuclear material. That's it. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So I have a I have a spin on it. Yeah, go ahead. A nuclear junkie reptile must <laughs> feed his addiction. But will Tokyo be destroyed in the process? Tune in now to find out. <laughs> it's a more dramatic take on the story, in my opinion. There are multiple times where Godzilla legitimately looks like he's fucking getting high in this oh, yeah. movie. He's a nuke right? junkie. The, um, that's, that's my yeah. new term for yeah. him. Yeah, he's got uppers. He's got downers. <laughs> he's got he's it got all in Everything this movie. in between. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, one thing I got to say about this movie is like the opening, um, like, uh, I guess the title card and the, the score and everything. Really good. Really effective. It. Gets you fucking pumped for this shit, dude. Yeah, the fiery Gets you background really, and everything. It's yeah. really cool. Gets you amped for fucking some rebirth of godzilla right hopefully he's not going to be corny as fuck this time (laughs) as most godzilla movies do this one starts with a fishing boat this is where we get kind of a small glimpse of the new godzilla here right not quite enough though to really make out what's going on but you do see his like silhouette and this fishing boat is kind of like the the match that lights the fuse to the whole movie, right? It's yeah, it's it's a really cool scene because you got the fishing boat being tossed. It's like the fucking minnow and Gilligan's on there and shit. And then they see this fucking island being all broken up. And like you don't get a, it's like it's kind of like they're not telling you it's Godzilla, but it's kind of leading you to believe. You know, you're watching a Godzilla movie and you see this happening. Your first thought is, oh shit, this is probably Godzilla. But you don't get the reveal. You just get the, like, you know, the storm is happening. I think it's a great opening to this movie. Yeah, and it's really cool how, you know, the one guy on this ship, well, the only survivor on the ship, <laughs> Kenny, which is Kenny. really funny how they had to change that. Yeah, Kenny. His real name uh, is Hiroshi, just so everyone's clear that yeah. he does not have a fucking American name <laughs> in the original yeah, movie. Yeah. So uh, he's the only survivor of this, and he is one of our main characters throughout the whole movie, right? And after this initial Godzilla attack slash encounter, he ends up meeting this young, hip, suave reporter journalist, right? Uh, Goromaki. And he just so happens to be a sailor also, yeah, which he's is a, incredibly convenient. Yeah, he's a fucking boating enthusiast who... True renaissance man. He, he is, to be honest with you. Goro is a man of many professions, a master of them all, I'm sure. And he he stumbles upon this great story, being the journalist that he is, that's also very convenient, of this missing fishing vessel. And he gets on board. And like the beginning of this movie completely confuses me too, because he gets on board this boat and it's just like, it, dude, it's like, this reminds me of fucking, uh, of zombie where like the police yeah. officers get on the boat and they start All finding the, the bodies and corpses shit. and yeah. shit. Yeah. So I totally get that vibe. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is a Godzilla movie. This is actually pretty fucking weird and heavy. But then like he finds Kenny alive on the boat and they get attacked by this weird 
gigantic sea louse. Like, what the yeah. fuck was that thing? Oh, okay. So that is supposed to be a sea louse that was mutated by being like in Godzilla's presence. Okay, that's so how the this all came together. I so see. the radiation made it gigantic, just like Godzilla's gigantic. Okay, there's so a that's flaw that with happened. that. So like this fucking one sea louse in the middle of the ocean is the only animal that gets, you know, radiated by Godzilla and gets huge. Wouldn't there be like a shit ton of like big ass starfish and like oh there's a giant fucking swordfish swimming around out here now are you, are you telling be. me that there is is that what this look there is you're giving be. me <laughs> they might feed um they might have actually fed off of godzilla's blood though ah i think oh, I that's see what, what they do about. yeah right, okay. right so they were probably mutated by that and For made them fucking gigantic him. i see okay that that would eliminate my theory then yeah i was also confused but later on in the uh I was also confused, but later on in the movie, there's a line where they say like, oh, they found like a fucking five foot sea louse that washed up on oh, shore. Yeah, yeah. And like, it's the whole thing about like the mutation and the nuclear stuff, this and that. So they kind of like finally connected for me. I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so like the louse is really just like a poor victim to Godzilla's nuclear addiction is is what you're yes. telling me. That's, that's yeah. fucking sad, yeah. dude. Bystander. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's, it's the product Sorry, of addiction in itself. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Goro goes to his editor and is like, hey, man, I got this fucking great story. And his editor goes, yeah, dude, we can't <laughs> let everybody know about this. Sorry, man. <laughs> this is a great story. You should probably follow up on it but we're not going to release this. So please just shut the fuck up. And he actually refers him to professor Hayashida, who's apparently a Godzilla expert, right? Biochemist or something like that. I think he is not only a Godzilla expert, but also a victim of Godzilla's rage because his parents yes. were killed by Godzilla. Yes. He was, he's a biophysicist. So, you know, he knows what he's doing. So, you right? know, he also wants revenge. I mean, that's really, the heart of Hayashida's goal is to kill this motherfucking Godzilla. They killed his parents. He's he's the Bruce Wayne of the Godzilla community in a way. Oh, you're right. He is. You know, he just he is. And he's torn about it. He doesn't know if revenge is going to solve his pain of his parents' death because he feels for Godzilla, man. He, you know, he's got a, a kinship with him. So he's he's truly the Bruce Wayne of, of Godzilla. And he's also like a, a genius too, right? Oh, he thinks up all this shit. He's like an engineer. Fuck. He's, he's fucking everything. Yeah, this dude's fucking sick. Yo, this movie, if you're a knob and button guy, you know what I mean? If you're into that or knob and button girl, oh yeah. You know, not gonna discriminate. But there's plenty of things that light up, beat, turn, click in this. Damn. Yeah, if you're a knob as and button a, person, uh, this is for you. Yeah. As a lover of synthesizers and all things electronic. I could I could press buttons all day, please. And it's it's give me something that lights up. <laughs> and there's this weird like occurrence that happens here. So far, uh, you know, just just for a quick recap, we have Kenny the you know missing fisherman. We have Goro yes. and we have Hayashida. Not to be confused with Goro from Mortal, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. Kombat. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was him. Honestly, it'd be ten Inspired. times better. Inspired. <laughs> Inspired, bro. 
so like those three those three dudes are going to be a, a continuing occurrence in this movie and it just so happens that Kenny's sister works for Hayashida in his uh, laboratory because you know there has to be this love interest as well to go for Goro which is like such typical like I felt like that was going to be added in for the American movie and it's totally yeah. it's original is it it's it's in the it's in the return yeah it's in the return Ugh, so corny. You don't need it. You don't need it at all. It's for the ladies. What I find funny uh, with this meeting between Goro and uh, Professor Hayashida, like, Goro's kind of a dick, oh, right? Totally. He's, like, asking about his parents, like, uh, yeah, so uh, so you mad about Godzilla killing, killing your parents, <laughs> yeah, dude? dude. I was like, so that sucks. Funny. He's like, yo, I got my parents. Yeah. He's, He's like, like, yo, you bitch-ass awesome. How's your Christmas? Yeah, how's, how's, how's your graduation? My parents are at mine. Yeah. Your parents at yours? What do you do? Like, he's really, like, the way he asks the questions. Dude, brutal. It's 100%. Yeah. I, when I first yeah. saw that, I was like, is he supposed to be a dick right now? Like, what the hell is yeah. this interaction? And Hayashida's just, like, sitting there, like, smoking. like Very zen. He's not yeah, even he's bothered. Like, uh, He's like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just, you know, Godzilla's just a, a way of life. Yeah, he right? gives a really, really <laughs> great explanation. Why don't you, like, pull that clip real quick so we can hear, like, what he says about Godzilla. Dude, Hayashida's got the wisdom here, dude. He's a product of civilization. Men are the only real monsters. Godzilla's more like a nuclear weapon. Hell yeah. Nuclear weapon? A living nuclear weapon. Destined to walk the earth forever. Metal. Indestructible. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be a breakdown, right? A yeah. victim of the modern nuclear age. He's indestructible. Absolutely. Godzilla's impervious to all weapons. See, like, I love that explanation of Godzilla. I, I really like the whole, like, oh, he's destined to walk the earth forever. Right? Like, he can't die. Yeah, like, so, that gives us this, like, kind of, like, he's not, he's like, he's like a fucking hurricane. He's like an earthquake. He will yeah. always be. I, I, this is the best origin of Godzilla. I love it. Yeah. Godzilla's like a titan, basically. Yeah, you know what dude, I mean? that's a like, great, that's a great connection. I love that. Yeah, you know, he goes dormant, and then he erupts and just fucking does whatever the hell he wants to do, and then he just goes to sleep. And that's why I really do recommend watching Godzilla Earth because it shows that Godzilla can't die. That 20,000 years from now, he's still going to be here and he's going to be fucking even bigger than he was when we left. I like that. It's really cool. That's a cool Yeah, concept. it's a really good one. Now, another thing that I really like about Godzilla films is the way that they show the Russian uh, like crews, like the army, uh, well, the Russian army people. It's so over the top and cartoonish in all these movies. Right? These and Russians. It, and it, oh my god, dude. Hilarious. I really do like the fact that they speak Russian in the movie also. Right? <laughs> dude, they speak Russian and like the, the version that I watched, they give you subtitles for it, but like it'll say the it'll say what they're saying, but then it'll give you a second subtitle that's a rephrasing of the first sentence, just like a longer version of it. It's like the weirdest fucking subtitles I've ever sat through in a movie. Yeah, if you're listening and you live in Russia or you speak Russian, 
Please oh. watch Godzilla 1985 and legitimately translate the Russian submarine cruise dialogue. Yeah, I would love to know if it's accurate. That would be really yeah. funny. You don't even need to write it down. Just speak it. Just just take a take a phone video of you doing it. <laughs> just verify. Yeah, we would love that, please. But I really do like how Godzilla is attacking this sub for basically its nuclear energy, right? That's why he's going after this thing. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's starting to get nuke sick. He needs to get that energy from the sub. And, like, it's really <laughs> cool because we find out that he has radar in this situation because, like, the... the, the the Russian submarine, you know, people are like, oh, Captain, the fucking thing's got radar. It's picking us up. But, like, it doesn't have any sound. It doesn't have all these, you know, things it's absorbing, that absorbing. Yeah, it's absorbing our frequencies that we're sending out. Yeah. So, like, yeah. you, you kind of get a little bit more backstory on, on you know, the different things that are about his, his biology and stuff in this scene. Yeah, he's about to have this, like, crack attack, right? He needs to grab this fucking... <laughs> yeah. Give rock. me the nuke boat, bitch! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the sinking of this Russian sub is actually kind of funny because it causes a little stress between everybody, right? Because the Russians think the Americans did it. Immediately. And the Americans are like, who the... F what? We didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck's going on? Right? Like, they're, everybody's confused. And it's really funny when they first show the Americans because there's a giant Dr. Pepper machine in the back. And guess what, Mr. Grizz? Because you asked me about this. <laughs> there was product placement Jesus. for a reason because Dr. Pepper paid money and they also promoted the movie. So there you go. There had to have been. Blatant. Because, blatant. dude, it's so fucking blatant. Like, the, the scene that like you first see it, there's like a hallway shot where two people are talking. And there's a giant fucking Dr. Pepper vending machine that takes up the center of the framing of the shot. It's like you can't, you have to like physically focus yourself to look anywhere but the fucking Dr. Pepper machine in this shot. Whenever I see that thing, all I can think about is like the bowling alley. Like when I was a kid, like an old ass oh, fucking totally. like soda machine or some shit, right? Like when you would go to Pennsylvania, it would be every. Actually, they still all look like that. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, it made me really want to fuck a Dr. Pepper. For oh, did you, it worked. Did you well. get one? Yeah. Did you get one? I did not yet. I will. Oh, man. God damn it. Oh. Dr. Pepper, sponsor us, please. Yeah. So now we see like the, the war room, right? And uh, you see like the general talking to the colonels and all this shit. And they're like, what the fuck is going on there? And we get this really over-the-top southern accent guy uh, <laughs> talking about uh, whatever is going on in the ocean at the moment. It's kind of like a secret Russian experiment going awry or something. We have ocean temperatures seven degrees hotter than record. Tides changing like Hollywood romances. Freak storms. But premature volcanic eruptions. Oh, shit. Fishing poles just disappearing. Fishing poles. Uh, we got a report from Oshima last week. A sea louse carcass washed ashore. Sucker was five feet long. Say it like that's like a... Now I get it. I think that's... Yeah, I think that's supposed to be a, a little bit of a nod to that. But I, I really find that funny that they're like completely puzzled by what's going on. Because think <laughs> about how radical that would be. A seven degree difference in like sea temperature or whatever they said. Yeah, that, dude, like honestly, That would be yeah. crazy. It'd be bugging the fuck out. And like I love it too because in this scene, like you see this uh the Pentagon war room that they're like working out of. 
and it is the funniest fucking thing. Like, like Mike had already said, lots of buttons, lots of knobs, lots of little lights, but it looks like a fucking nightclub that's themed after like a science lab that you would go to in the 80s. There's like fucking neon tube lighting everywhere in there. <laughs> it's a German nightclub. The Pentagon has yeah. that. Yeah, dude, that's a fucking nightclub, man. Come on. It's a German nightclub <laughs> in 1986. It's fucking Pentagon yeah. time, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would go. I would dude, go. Dude, you guys uh, want to the Pentagon tonight? It's going to be fucking bitching. Yeah, we're going yeah, yeah, to go to the Metropole, then we're going to go to the Pentagon after. <laughs> I'm there. It's <laughs> bringing back my uh, yeah, You got to stop. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm still down. Let's do it, baby. <laughs> The Japanese government knows that Godzilla's here, right? They have no doubt it's Yeah, yeah. But, like, why are they so reluctant to tell everybody at first? Like, are they really that, like... I mean, this is kind of a big deal. This is like an Earth-ruining <laughs> event. Do you think event, it's, like, a know? situation where it's like, you guys, no one's going to believe us. It's, it's yeah. a big lizard. <laughs> no, no, definitely. Well, everybody knows it happened in, in the 50s. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's like it's not like a conspiracy. It's not yeah. modern times where people are like, no, that no, never no, happened. No, 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 I'm, no, I'm no, denying no, the Godzilla of 54. Godzilla confirmed. Uh, well, they're, imagine in that reality, there's, there's Godzilla deniers. Godzilla like, deniers is the best. That was a false flag. <laughs> False flag. Never totally. happened. Yeah, that, they just, the Tokyo and, and the Japanese government, they conspired against the Japanese people. And it's a total false <laughs> flag. I deny all Godzilla claims. But eventually, the Japanese government comes clean. They tell everybody that it is Godzilla. And what's the first thing the Americans and the Russians want to do, my man? <laughs> we got to nuke that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's let's. Godzilla's uh, like, dude, please fucking nuke me. Yeah, I would love yeah. that. <laughs> Rain it down upon me, please. <laughs> he he wants to take as much as he could take. Yeah, <laughs> just just oh, just kill me now, sweet bliss. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm so scared. You're definitely gonna kill me with these nukes. Yeah. It's definitely gonna hurt me. Please, no. I love this concept. But like Japan oh, is like, all right, God. you guys, seriously, you're not going to fucking blow up nukes near our country. We're going to yeah. fucking solve this. We got this really fucking super sweet aircraft called Super X. Everything's going to be great. Well, I mean, the Russians do have nukes in orbit at this point. Well, they're ready, right? to, they, they they make it they're ready a, to go. They make it a point to kind of show that a little bit early in the movie, right? That like they, they do have this like satellite with a with a rocket on it. Interesting. Cold but way, baby. we you know like we said it's Tokyo Bay and of course we start hearing the familiar sounds of Godzilla, right? Those and this is an awesome setup to first see like the full frontal of Godzilla. This guy like comes out to see what's going on. I like that like he calls he sees... it a full frontal. Well, that's what it is. It, it, no, you do. You see every every nook and cranny, all the twigs and berries. It's right there. It's, it's really great. So this guy comes out to see what's going on. The earth like cracks beneath his feet. He looks down, then he looks up, and he sees fucking Godzilla, and he is massive, and he looks fucking mad. Are you, how fucking jonesed. ridiculous is that though? That, How like, do you not notice that? 
he doesn't notice a skyscraper-sized lizard when he first walks out the door. He has to notice it after, like, he notices the, the ground, ground separates. Crack. It's the yeah. first thing you would fucking see when you open the door. <laughs> I would shit my pants if I saw oh, that. Holy so, shit, yeah, dude. dude. That's horrifying. This is... Now, I am not fucking joking. As a kid, I had nightmares of the next scene. This really? Is, I am not joking. Yeah. Yeah. I like this like just came to me that I used to have a dream of Godzilla approaching on Jones Beach, which is right where like oh, I grew no up. Shit. Yeah. And it was this scene where he's like by the nuclear plant, like coming from the background and it's like foggy and gray out. Oh my God! This is so good. The use of the map painting and everything. See, like, that's what we it's needed done in very the 80s. well. We needed a movie like this, but just based in America, not shot by American Hollywood studios. You know, by these people, but where the setting is not Tokyo, where it's like you know New York City, or it's like something like that. That would be such a cool movie to see. I would totally get into that. Some of the Godzilla movies do have like New York City stuff in it. Like some of the like some of them do take have like attacks in New York City and shit like that, but like none of them are mainly, you know, I can't think of anything. But you know, obviously there's yeah, like fucking to, the King Kong too. movies and stuff oh, that yeah. they put out. But uh when it comes to like really good like kaiju type movies, I can't think of any. If you guys know any, please yeah, let us know. Let me know if Hit I'm us just up. being stupid because I would. I, yeah, I we're always watch them. So, yeah, we're down for giant monster movies. We love this shit. This is probably so, the best Godzilla reveal of all time. Would you say of any movie? The best Godzilla reveal of all time of any movie. You know. <sighs> See, like, I do like when we first see him, like, walking, that scene that I said I had the fucking nightmare about. I do like that scene. Do I think it's the best reveal? See, like, I like when he comes out of the volcano again and, like, the fucking Biolante one, like, where he's, like, fucking back. You that know what I mean? Like, where it's like, too. You're absolutely he's, like, right. He does the look like he's, <laughs> he's back. Back, motherfucker. Spaghetti Western time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked it down there, motherfuckers. That is <laughs> but it, this is a, a very, 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 very strong opening for a Godzilla movie. I really think this is a good, well, not opening, but reveal. Because this is only about a half an hour into the movie. So you do find, you know, you get plenty you get of Godzilla nice. in this Yeah, thing. I like that he, he, he shows up early in this movie. So he's coming into this, uh, you know, into where this power plant is. And this is probably like my favorite scene of the movie dude i love this yeah so much he starts attacking the power plant and he fucking rips out the nuclear reactor in the power plant and he's like hugging it like it's a giant can of fucking duster <laughs> and his whole body's like fucking seizing out from like getting super high on the fucking shit and he's losing it dude oh man i i was like dude godzilla is a fucking badass I yeah. love that scene. Godzilla's getting zooted off the duster there. <laughs> and the funniest thing is that there's like a flock of seagulls and he starts looking at them after he does it, just starts following them. Yeah, he's like, all he's spun all like, oh, like... birds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go follow these birds. I'm like, 
like, like, dude, I'm go home high right as down. fuck right now. Yeah, yeah. He had to go back to the couch. That's why he went back into the ocean, <laughs> yeah. right? So, like, okay, oddly enough, too, the professor, uh, Kenny, the fisherman, and our journalist friend, Goro. This guy's like a fucking CIA agent. Like, he's everywhere that he needs to be. These three what fucking the fuck? amigos just happened to show up at the power plant to watch yeah, all of know. this happen. So they yeah. see the bird situation, and they're like, oh, dude, Godzilla's super high on that shit. He's following birds now. And they go back <laughs> to the lab, and he's like, dude, it's it's not because he's high. It's because he's got a bird brain. You didn't figure that part out yet. I figured it out because I'm a fucking professor. And like, it sets off this whole thing where they're going to be like, all right, we're going to use the bird brain to lure this yeah. motherfucker to a volcano. And that's the big plan for this movie, is to lure him into a volcano. And, and they should have just threw a can of duster in there. Yeah, that's all they needed. <laughs> they needed, like, a fucking old Domino's pizza, a can of duster, probably dude, some old, this, like, Godzilla Playgirls or some shit, dude, whatever he's into. This isn't even the most fucked up we see Godzilla in this movie. We're oh, going to see dude. him get frat boy wasted later, right? We're going to see him get really mm. fucked up. Sips that lean in a little bit and fucking puts him down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he he can't handle his shit at some point, right? Uh, but yeah, you know, this is just the dude in the suit fucking tearing through this nuclear reactor model, and it looks great. Dude, right? and like it looks the really, really good. That happen, like his fucking spine, like scales are all like juicing up, like he's he took his fucking shot of tea and he's ready to go pump some iron. Dude, it's a great scene. I, I really got into this. Yeah, you know what? I bet if people listen to this and then go watch it now, it'll be twice as good. Yeah, they're like, yo, he is spun right now. Look at this motherfucker. Yo, just, when you watch Godzilla 1985, just think of Godzilla as a wrestler from 1985, yes. right? A wrestler <laughs> Taking a shot, a very bad drug Huffing problem. his gas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, you know, I think you mentioned it before, but we hear about super x right you want to explain what super x is yeah so like in, in, before they had mentioned like oh we have this super secret weapon that we're working on and like this is the point where japan's like okay we're not going to use the nukes we're going to use super x and it's this like titanium built aircraft that looks like a cockroach it's the worst fucking <laughs> aircraft of yeah. all time dude i hated like a- this thing it looks like a toy made by somebody who doesn't know what a fucking spaceship would ever look like or like an airplane oh, yeah. would look like. This thing would uh, never fly, do, dude. Would never fucking fly. Ever. Well, we we do see another version of this in Godzilla vs. Biolante, so they did enjoy it that much that they decided to bring back a similar design. But this thing is supposed to be uh, shooting cadmium missiles at Godzilla. Now, why cadmium? You know, I looked it up and yes, you know, just like any other heavy metal like uh, mercury, it'll start shutting down your liver and your kidneys and give you heart failure. To be honest, I have no idea why they use cadmium. So I got a little bit more information on this. And I guess I guess cadmium is used to put out nuclear fires. Now, this is where we get the uh, deviation. Well, the major deviation from Return of Godzilla is the Americans get a hold of mr steve martin who was the original american journalist from godzilla king of the monsters so he has experienced the wrath of godzilla right and he's supposed to i guess be their expert when it comes to godzilla 
as any, uh, you know, movie would have. He's like, we're having a major world crisis. Get me the fucking journalist. That's what I need right now. He's going to solve all of this. Just a weird well, choice, in my opinion. I think. Well, I think he was the only American that actually was like, there, and he survived and everything. I get that, but it's like, yeah, I know he's a, he's not like specially trained in the military or anything. He's not like he's just a newspaper dude too. I'm just saying. Well, dude, a lot they, of journalists in this movie are fucking superheroes. They really love journalists. Well, remember at that time, like something like that, the American, like fucking CIA and all that shit, like. Was the CIA around at that time? They just didn't talk about it. They were they were given crack uh, in the hood at that time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, they would have been very interested about what the fuck just went on in Japan. So of course this guy would have been interviewed. You know, he would oh, have been yeah. he would have been on the government's radar, so they knew where to find him. But he also does give them a little bit of information oh that God, they probably should pay attention. Yeah, they probably should pay attention to what he says, right? So good. Mr. Martin is the man you asked me to get, General. He's the newspaper man that witnessed Godzilla's attack 30 years ago. Well, thank God you're here. <laughs> well, since you're the only thank person God. that seems to know anything about whatever it is we're dealing with, what can we do? I was the only American who survived that catastrophe. Teleparty. If you men had seen what I saw, you'd realize that firepower of any kind or magnitude is not the answer. Well, if the Japanese were able to stop them 30 years ago, why can't we now? General, Godzilla is like a hurricane or a tidal wave. We must approach him as we would a force of nature. We must understand him, deal with him, perhaps even try to communicate with him. Perhaps even love him? (laughs) 30 years ago, they never found any corpse. Uh, you know, they never found any corpse because the oxygen destroyer, like, literally made him, like, fucking disappear. He's, like, dissolve, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny that they don't talk about? So this is 1985. Steve Martin would have known about Sirozawa's fucking oxygen destroyer. Oh, what did totally. he just say? Like, oh, like, this guy made this thing. He doesn't, he burned all his notes, so you're never going to find how he did it, but this is what it was like can you figure out what it is now here's the idea figure it out you know what i mean like how come that's never brought up well because the real situation is is that steve martin is an enabler and he loves godzilla he doesn't not want them to hurt godzilla (laughs) and he chooses to you know give in to to godzilla's need for nuclear power that's really we what just the situation have to, is. Just feed him what he wants, yeah. man. Just give it to him. He's he's a, he's nature. You must caress and harness him. You must speak to him. And and there is something going on. I'm just saying between Steve Martin and if, Godzilla. If There's a history to, beyond, you know, oh, I survived. To, if he wants to huff your nuclear reactor, let him fucking huff it. Do you think they it's fucked? Godzilla. That's that's, oh, for that's sure. the vibe I'm getting that, that they fucked back in the day. 100%. Yeah. All right. 100%. I just wanted to be clear. Going steady. All right. Cool. Going steady. Back good in for, 56. Dude, good for Perry. I'm I'm happy for both of them. Perry they're, Mason. They're yeah. Solve that mystery, baby. He solved it. Uh, and we actually have a lot of good, like, Godzilla versus naval slash, uh, like, aerial combatants. You know what I mean? Uh, the helicopters are cool. The jets are cool. Here we see Godzilla fighting all these 
little like model miniatures. Very entertaining, man. I love this part yeah, here. He's, he's coming he's, into Tokyo Bay, and it looks fucking yep. great. It looks so cool, yeah. dude. And they're attempting to stop him with conventional military means, right? And of course, it doesn't work. Never does. So this is the this is what works for me about this, and what doesn't work for me about the newer movies is that like all the explosions that are happening here are happening uh-huh. right around Godzilla. Like they're fucking. Uh, like you know, explosion packs that are attached to the suit that you're seeing. We're in like yeah. CGI shit. It never really looks like it's it, actually it's happening them. to him. You know, like I'm sitting there watching this, being like, dude, that dude in that suit was probably like, please don't fucking blow my arm off. This is a lot of explosions that he just put on me right uh. now. So, <laughs> I love this aspect of it. Yeah, and during this whole uh, battle. There's a secret Russian ship that just so happens to have the capability to launch that nuclear weapon from the satellite. Oh, and Godzilla and some fucking asshole thrashes. fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feels like he's the only one that could save Japan by launching a nuke that will airburst over the city. Why? That was such a dumb idea and this is like kind of a subplot that they have to deal with that kind of gets resolved rather easily, right? So it's 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 also very funny because this is only uh, these scenes exist in the Japanese one with a different narrative. So like in in the Japanese one, it's this Russian dude who is trying to stop the missile from launching because it's already been activated and, and he doesn't want it to happen. So it's him stopping it. So in the American one, they're like, oh, no, the Russians are bad. We're going to fucking make them launch the missile. And it's going to be us that has to save the day and shit. Ah. So and that is the case that happens here. The Japanese are like, yo, the fucking Russians launched this missile. What are we going to do? Come on, America. (laughs) And Americans are like, oh, of course we'll save you because we're a fucking America and we're great. And we're going to shoot the nuclear missile out of the sky in the Earth's stratosphere. That's the next point. They, they always do that shit in these Godzilla movies. Always. Like how I said, they make the Russians look ridiculous. They make the Americans always look like, oh, we know what we're doing. We're all super, ridiculous. Super good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like cowboys and all that shit. <laughs> Yeehaw, bitch. But while, yeah, while all this uh, shit's going on, we get a pretty good uh, line about the nature of Godzilla, right? From Professor Hayashida. The beast has a purpose. 30 years ago, Godzilla appeared for the first time. Before that, he was only a legend. Godzilla is a warning. A warning to every one of us. When mankind falls into conflict with nature, monsters are born. I'm just trying to... send him home. Oh, such a soap opera moment. I'm just trying to... send him home. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) dude, that is awesome. You just nailed that line. You know, it's funny how everybody who dealt with Godzilla originally is just very like, oh, you know, it's not his fault. They all He fucked. didn't mean to do it. They all Yeah, fucked. they're all enablers, dude. <laughs> yeah. They're all enablers. It's disgusting. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> Wait till Perry Mason and the professor get together. It is going to be on board. They haven't seen each yeah. other in years. It's going to be gross. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is where we see Godzilla finally making his way through Tokyo City, right? Destroying... Everything that he sees, so trains, good. buses, buildings, everything that he gets close to, he destroys, right? There's a lot of funny scenes with that uh, 
that like homeless guy stealing all the food in the restaurant. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla like looks at him, just fucking keeps walking, right? He's like, Dumb if you want to be big in my city, pal, you better learn some fucking manners, see? And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. who the fuck is this 1920s yeah. gangster hobo in Japan? Yeah, is that what homeless people are like over there? Please <laughs> let us know. <laughs> so finally, we get to see Super X in action, and this thing looks fucking stupid as hell, right? Not very good. So Not bad. very good looking here, but it's okay. I'll give it a pass. But they... uh they're using cadmium missiles here, right? This is what they're they're loaded with. And the professor's going to use this bird frequency to call him to a certain area to see if it works, right? Yeah, to test this out, this theory out. So the, uh, the frequency thing works, right? The bird sound works. Godzilla looks at him like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, they're in this building and they're testing yeah. out this frequency and they turn this machine all the way up. And Godzilla gives him that like spaghetti western snap face, like motherfucker. What are you looking at? <laughs> I was like, there he is. Almost he like, knows. Almost, almost like when The Rock would give a promo <laughs> yeah, and like dude, would like look at totally the camera. The people's eyebrow. That's exactly yeah, what yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Godzilla gives him. And then all of a sudden he gets shot up with these fucking cadmium missiles. Oh yeah. And, and dude, this guy looks like a frat bro on a Friday night, dude, right? Dumb. He's all zannied up. He's <laughs> out from this cadmium right taking taking a snooze on the building Ghidorah's calling the, the homies like alright man someone's gotta pick up Godzilla I can't carry him myself this time yeah, he's totally yeah, yeah, out yeah. stray cat eating the taquito out of his hand right <laughs> fucking he's out dude he, he's, dude, he's so fucking the- spun on the caddies this time he's done for <laughs> I don't know why I found this part so funny. Like, it really is. If you think about it, like, he's getting all fucked up on, like, some sort of downer. Dude, he's totally he, he on a downer be- in the scene. Dude, he saw before raging after huffing that shit, following <laughs> yeah. the birds. And now you see him all downed out. Like, Crash. he's on, he's in the building. Like, <sighs> Yo, he's straight slumped. He's, like, over his own stomach, like, yeah. fucking slumped out. I was like, is this- damn. Is this rock bottom here? Is this oh, where the intervention happens? I mean, it, dude, if I was Perry Mason, I'd be worried about my lover. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what I find funny is like everybody's happy. Godzilla's fucking, he's zonked. He's there. <laughs> and all of a sudden they find out like, hey, it's a fucking nuke coming down. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? We forgot about the Russians and the nuke. Yeah. This is like the Iron Giant here. Uh, so now how are they going to deal with this nuclear warhead about to air burst over Tokyo, Chris? The Americans are going to fucking save the day. They are going to shoot the fucker down in the stratosphere. Yeah, that's like, that's quite a thing. And, uh, one of the generals or colonels even says like, oh, we never tried to use like an offensive weapon to shoot something down before. He's like, I'd love to though. We're Americans. Bang, bang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that should be the that should be the podcast like fucking like motto. <laughs> Sorry, Cactus Jack, it's yeah. ours now. Bag bag. <laughs> Just like Commandian. Yeah, the Commandians. Bag yo, bag. Yo, yo, the the Commandian in this man. There, dude, there is a very serious Commandian going a, a three way Commandian almost between the Professor Godzilla and Perry Mason. It's a very strong vibe I'm getting. Well, there's like a Kafamian in this oh, one, man. Oh, shit. Bro. That's a different level that I haven't even thought of yet. I, I can't wrap yeah, my head around. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. See, we don't discriminate. No. Right? This ain't a boys only club. Anybody can do this shit. Right? <laughs> later on, later on in the Godzilla movies, like the females are more important. They're all like fucking psychics and shit. Yeah, they really it's do awesome. play a huge role. Literally literally talking to Godzilla at some point, right? Like literally being like, "What's up, dude?" Yeah, homie. <laughs> what are you thinking about? I think you got a problem, son. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very cash money, you bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> so the americans successfully shoot down this nuke and the funny thing is i feel like this would have been a bad idea anyway because now you're going to just rain down fucking radioactive material over the city to be so like what's the difference it's a dirty bomb now global warming was not a problem then it's okay let's pollute the stratosphere with nuclear waste we're gonna be fine Dude, at that point, it's like, fuck it, we're abandoning Tokyo. Tokyo 2, coming yeah. up. Unlivable, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sale. Foreclosed. Right? Put the big X. Like, when they fucking condemn the house. <laughs> and and the plan works. They, they fucking blow up this nuclear warhead in the stratosphere. Yeah. And it rains down radiation and lightning. Yeah. Onto yeah. the caddied out Godzilla who is still slumped yeah. in his pool of his own shit uh, yeah. in the middle of Tokyo. <laughs> drooling, drooling in the middle of Tokyo. Oh, Godzilla and, pissed uh, himself, man. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this stuff is like they were just sprinkling meth on him. Like he was passed out and they just sprinkled some meth in his open mouth. <laughs> he's, he's in ready his to nose. Go. <laughs> yeah. They blew him a shotty while he was sleeping. <laughs> he just rages. I wish his Godzilla eyes talked. That's like the, that's what I'm yeah. missing, honestly. Yeah, a really his punk eyes street attitude. His eyes just open and he starts raging. Right, he's <laughs> fucking now. He's like really mad. He's super pissed. He's like, you woke me up. <laughs> but before anything else kind of happens after this uh, Godzilla reawakening. They're finally about to hatch the plan, right? The super realistic, probably gonna work plan to trap Godzilla forever. Yeah, like in a you pit know, of molten lava. We've tried military weapons for fucking years, and that didn't work. So yeah, this actually might be the plan that could potentially make sense. Yeah, so they start drawing Godzilla away from the city. And we get a really good shot of Godzilla leaving, like, the dark city of Tokyo. There's no more electricity, right? The buildings are all dark. Going back to really the water. Cool. I loved it. Yeah, another another gloomy shot. It's really cool. Uh, but one thing that happens before uh, he leaves is he beats the fuck out of Super X. Oh, right? yeah, like, Super X is, like, down he... for the count. Like, for some reason, it yeah, can't fly. Dude, not only... It's wasted its energy. Not only does he smash this thing, he drops a fucking building on it. <laughs> and it gives the best look. That was a message. He gives, like, legitimately the fucking people's eyebrow after he yeah, smashes yeah. this fucker with the building. It is the best scene in the movie. No, the fucking gla- the sunglasses go on and the blunt comes into yeah, his yeah, mouth. Yeah, thug life, That's bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine he dabbed. Dude, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would make it that much better if he fucking just breaks out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starts throwing gang signs. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's leaving Tokyo. He fucking destroyed it, right? And now it's Tokyo's also contaminated with radiation. So uh congratulations guys, you did it. You yeah. saved the world. Assholes. Right. <laughs> fucking assholes. So now this is 
where we see the end of Godzilla for now, right? He makes his way over to this, uh, this giant volcanic crater and they have all these bombs set up around, right? To kind of drop the bottom out of it, right? Is that what's supposed to happen? supposed to like open it up into a chasm and drop them in yeah like which i don't i mean the volcano's already an open chasm he doesn't really they yeah, don't, I they don't really need to, but it's important that they blow it up so yes. like yes i mean so like you said like the, the plan's in place professor and the fucking fisherman kenny go to the volcano to to put this in place meanwhile the two lovebirds goro and uh Nyoko are <sighs> left in the destroyed city to wait for another chopper to come get them because there's not enough room and it was a crazy situation that we're not going to get into right now. So, <laughs> he wants the glory, dude. He wants the glory. It's like, no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. It's just me. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going to go. All right, bitch, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, he, so, like, Godzilla is, like, coming to this volcano. He's up to the top of it, and he, like, kind of falls into the crater. And all these military men are there to set this bomb off. But no, 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 no. We're not going to let any of the trained military people do it. Nah, we're going to let that. we're going to let the that? fucking fisherman Kenny be the one yeah. to explode Godzilla, which makes absolutely yeah. no fucking sense. You don't whatsoever. need a college degree to press a button, dude. Come yeah. on, <laughs> come the fuck on. It's, it's a just, difference, dude. The the entire relationship between Kenny, Professor, and Goro. It, like, I really hope they got an apartment after this. And there's like a weird, like opposite threes company thing going on. I, I would love to see that sitcom. <laughs> you know what? Like, I wish I lived in the Godzilla universe because I feel like there's a chance that one day I'd be able to like drive a mech. You know what I mean? That like I'd be able to fight like in a Gundam. Yeah, you right. Know? Like just as like an average Joe, I'll end up in one somehow. I feel like it's great like that. There's Here like you could you can be a regular fisherman and end up destroying Godzilla temporarily in a volcano. Well, yeah, I mean, one day you're explosives. not just a fisherman, but you're a very green, terrified fisherman. Yeah, and you now you're terrible. saving the world. I mean, that's the true luxury of living in Japan, I think. That's what we're missing out on. <laughs> but as all this is also going on, we get like the saddest Godzilla-like music, right? It's like the oh. most like... Uh, Did you cry? I cried. Going. Every yeah, everybody was crying. I, I prime sure minister did. crying. Japan's prime minister crying. Everybody's sad about this. They understand I called him that the Godzilla... emperor before, and you scolded me. You said, "Yeah, dude, are you fucking stupid? He is not an emperor. Uh, He's like, prime minister." Uh, but everybody's really sad because they understand that it's not his fault, right? And he's being uh, being thrown into the pit of magma. <laughs> <laughs> That's and good. we also, that's, that's you know, nice get a, a very nice closing narration that I feel like would uh, be very important to play here. Nature has a way sometimes of reminding man of just how small he Tell is. Perry. She occasionally throws up the terrible offsprings of our pride and carelessness to remind us of how puny we really are in the face of a tornado, an earthquake, or a Godzilla. Or a Godzilla. Mm. The reckless ambitions of man are often dwarfed by their dangerous consequences. I like this music too. For now, Godzilla, that strangely innocent and tragic monster, Say? has gone to Earth. Nobody blames him. Whether he returns or not, or is never again seen by human eyes, the things he has taught us 
remain. Rest in power, Godzilla. It was only appropriate that he was the one to deliver a final love letter to his lost love. That's touching. To his commandian. That's a commandian. It, oh, it's a total commandian. And and yeah, honestly, this 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 ending, I, I think, is really just trying to tell everybody that uh, addiction is a disease, and it's it's not you know it's not what you think yeah. it is. So yeah, if you're if you have a problem with uh, you know radiation or anything like it Volcanoes. please seek help yeah yeah seek help you know you don't want to be doing this going on a rampage right end up fucking perry people. mason do you really want to fuck perry mason oh, let's think about this yeah yeah are you, are you gonna get that low perry really? mason now not 1984 yeah motherfucker <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god so grizz what are some of your favorite scenes of this wonderful wonderful movie oh man there's so many great things about this movie i i love the the radiation huffing scene that is just so good it's it's probably the best scene of the movie um the the spacex crushing is another classic scene i I just love anything when godzilla is on camera because this is probably one of the best looking godzillas in franchise history so anytime i can see him on camera i'm super stoked yeah I like when uh, he's first attacking the nuclear facility. I like that. Like I said before, I'll say it fucking a million times. I like that shot where he's like coming, you know, from a distance. It's really cool. It's that dream. Uh, I go, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, when he's huffing the fucking reactor. That's mm. funny as hell. I guarantee you guys are going to laugh when you watch this movie again. Now, after <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really was cracking up when I saw Godzilla all fucked up on the cadmium missiles. That was another thing that made me laugh. I never realized that that was so funny. No idea why. Oh, and I, uh, I really do like the opening with the, uh, the fishing boat getting rocked by this fucking storm. That's caused by Godzilla emerging from this giant rock. Feels classic. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because it's a direct sequel to the original it's cool how it's set up as that but you know it's it's got its uh it's got its charm that i feel like the uh the ones before didn't really have yeah it's got charm and it's packed with coincidence which always makes for a fun movie i i love yeah i love things like that yeah yeah definitely so uh what's your what are your final thoughts about this thing man and what actually what do you think about the ending the, oh, you know, the ending is really fucking sad. It is a total downer, and the music they play really just wrenches at my heart. But uh, I, I like the ending in a sense that it it kind of gives that like false closure, where it's like, yes, Godzilla is really dead, or is he? You know, and that like uh, Perry Mason little like you know audio clip we just played kind of gives that sense of like is Godzilla ever really dead or is he kind of destined to always return? So any kind of ending that leaves that open, I, I, I enjoy Godzilla's fucking immortal, man. I, I like that. We'll always Dude, come I, back. I love that shit. I think that's really cool that they even like said that the, I guess that's part of ca- it's Canon then. Right. Oh yeah. I would, I would hundred percent agree with that. Uh, so, Grizz, would you say uh, you would recommend watching this to our uh, wonderful yeah. listeners? If you honestly, if you've never seen a Godzilla movie, this is where you start. This is going to give you the, the the everything you need to know that makes Godzilla great. 
I agree. This is definitely one that I would try to track down. The VHS is pretty cheap. I don't know if they released any sort of Blu-ray or something like that. Uh, you could watch it. I think you could rent it on YouTube. Uh, I think you could rent it on YouTube, right? I think that's like even where Toho links you to for some reason, right? They don't even have a fucking place for you to buy it. I don't know. Oh man, so Grizz, why don't we uh, why don't we see what some other people say about this movie? Yeah, we loved it, but I'm sure there's people that probably don't love it so much. And I got one from a uh, from a Rotten Tomatoes user, Hayden. She goes, "This is the absolute worst Godzilla movie ever made. Words cannot describe how disappointing this film is. With downright terrible camera work and unintentional funny performances, this film almost killed the franchise. Thank God it didn't." <laughs> That's really funny. Why why would they think that this fucking this rebooted the franchise? That's what I'm saying. Like this gave it life. Like how did this almost kill it? I like this one here from uh from Yuri and now she's a fan and she goes, "Get those tissue boxes ready. Emotional Godzilla movie ending." And she nails it. It really is. I agree that this is the most emotional Godzilla ending, but also like later on he's fighting other monsters. So he's always like beating the fuck out of everybody. He wins. You know what I mean? He does win. Here's a really good one from uh movie sludge. Oh, I like that. Off name. of uh, letterboxd. Yeah. I like that. This is a great movie to watch. If you're into politics of war and watching a bunch of boring conversations <laughs> in conference rooms and offices, what? not a great movie to watch. If you like Godzilla, this is worse than the new Godzilla movie. What? I don't know about that. That's his takeaway? Like yeah, I didn't feel like the movie took place in rooms like that and shit. I feel like there was always something going on that the plot was progressing throughout the Dude, whole Dude, I gotta film. say, there's maybe like five minutes of scenes worth of boardrooms or anything like that or like politics. That's such a funny takeaway from this movie. I love what people get from movies sometimes where it's like, were you really watching what was going on or were you just like, Oh, boardroom. Fuck this. I'm out. I hate politics in my movies. <laughs> uh, here, wait. Uh, I got one more good one for you. This one's from good, bad and odd off a of letterboxd. Also supposedly a direct sequel to the original that ignored all the stuff that came after. This dreary kaiju is only interesting when we see Godzilla, which is nowhere near enough. I feel like once the half hour point goes, like we see him all the time, we keep seeing like things of him and fighting people. The serious tone and ridiculously contrived scenes involving the humans were really tiresome. Really, really tiresome. <laughs> Mind numbingly dull too. I was exhausted after watching this. I like the monster outfit and a rat... I like the monster outfit and the rather fine pyrotechnics and Godzilla knocks down buildings. That makes no sense. The rest was quite dreadful. See, I don't know, man. I feel like some people are just watching it for a different reason or they're really just not understanding what they're watching. I feel like maybe like some people are like watching it in like, you know, post 2000 and are like not understanding what Godzilla movies were and what, you know, Japanese movies were at that time period. I mean, that, that's the only thing I can think of because this to me is like a really good Japanese movie. Who knows, man? Well, I think that, uh, I think we beat this one to death, right? Killed it. 
we we atomic breath this one today. Oh. All right. All right. Let's let's head over to the uh the video dropbox. Okay, this week on the video Dropbox, we will be picking a movie that's actually one of Grizz's favorite movies of all time, and I think actually one of Anthony's favorite movies, too. He did say that. We will be watching the 1991 psychological thriller slash horror film, I guess. Crime drama crime drama <laughs> lifetime movie <laughs> silence of the land wish it was a lifetime movie <laughs> yeah uh yeah so we're gonna be watching silence of the lambs probably the most mainstream uh rendition of hannibal lecter right the one everybody knows the one everybody quotes everything the one that's you know like the fucking cartoons and shit this is where it came from for good reasons right? because this is fucking awesome and it took a little bit of convincing to get Mike to agree to do this movie. Uh, only, I think, because that next week is the anniversary of the release uh, in February of 1991. So uh, I'm super excited to cover this movie. I think that uh, this movie is super smart. It's got a lot of great actors and actresses in it. We're going to have a blast covering this. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's hit the trailer. We'll talk a little bit more about this. You spook easily, Starling? Not yet, sir. He's past the others. The last cell. I'll be watching. You'll do fine. A killer is on the loose. Keeps them alive for three days. Then he shoots them, skins them, and dumps them. A rookie FBI agent is on his trail. He's got real physical strength, cautious, precise, and he's never impulsive. He'll never stop. But in order to track him down, she'll have to match wits. I'll help you catch him, Clary. Believe me, you don't want Hannibal Lecter inside your head. With the darkest of all minds. Just do your job, but never forget what he is. But he's a monster. Pure psychopath. So rare to capture one alive. So close to the way you're gonna catch him, do you realize that? Oh, Clarice, your problem is you need to get more fun out of life. You told me you don't spook easily. You call this easy, sir? Lecter's missing hand arm. Man's a raving maniac. Who knows what he'll do? Thank you, Clary. Thank you.
Yeah, so Grits was like, oh, yeah, like, what about, like, Silence of the Lambs? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, like, when was shit. it released? Well, I was like, when was it released? Thinking that, like, oh, maybe, like, it'll be in a couple months and I'll, I can put it off once again. <laughs> and he goes, oh, it's, yeah, he's like, oh, it's, fe- oh, it's next week. I was like, oh, fuck. That's well, bad karma right yes. there. <laughs> Karma's real. Karma's real, baby. Right? Karma is a real thing. Right. So we will be watching, uh, I would say, a staple of the horror genre, right? Everybody's seen this shit. Everybody. Yeah, I mean, this is a staple of, of cinematic movie watching and, and in general. I think Ain't no Manhunter. Ain't no Manhunter, bro. Oh, come on. There's, uh, no I'm going to tell you right now, you better make sure Anthony understands. There is no Manhunter talk next week. I don't even want to fucking hear the word Manhunter. <laughs> we're going to get the shock collar, but we're going to hook it up to the Wi-Fi <laughs> so you can fucking shock him. I'll fucking give everybody a zap every time you mention Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh boy! So uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that just about does it for this week, right, Chris? Oh yeah, this was fun. I loved the Godzilla movie. Yeah, I really want to do Godzilla versus Biollante. I think we're gonna probably end up doing that. That's uh, a sequel. It'd be probably, a great follow up. Yeah, probably sooner rather than later. Yeah, I agree. I had a lot of fun with this one. So, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? As always, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore Enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video on Instagram, and you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have a Patreon if you'd like to contribute to paying for our hosting and uh, studio upgrades. That would be great. We appreciate it more than you know. Wherever you're listening to us, please uh, subscribe, rate us five stars, leave us a good review. That's another way you can help support us. It helps us out immensely brings us up in the uh the algorithms or some bullshit i don't know oh yeah steal all your friends' phone and go on to their applications and give us five stars also Uh, yeah 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 please try to try to go on itunes or wherever and just rate us five stars (laughs) we we would really really like it grits will send you two dollars if you do that uh, just send a self-addressed stamped envelope yes. uh, if you could find his address. <laughs> okay. Uh, actually, don't do that. Don't send him anything in the mail, please. You say, you know, I'm going to get unless a bunch he, of fucking unless he, shit. No. Unless you confirm it with him, do not send him anything in the mail. <laughs> so or you got, me. Don't you got send chocolates before, you dude. You got, like, yeah. delicious well, that candies. Was confirmed. That was confirmed, though. I knew it was coming. Don't just, like, send me, like, a fucking, like, skinned rabbit or something. Like, I don't need that. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm a little well, more open-minded. Like the... Well, you're from the sticks. I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> a damn Yankee, right? Yeah, I'm a fucking city boy. <laughs> Suburbs? Same thing. I think I would be still considered, like, a city boy to you guys, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> Yo, I may be a city boy, but if you want to brawl, let's, let's do, do it, Let's do it, man. boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's do it, boy. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next week with Silence of the Lambs.